Hello, and welcome to another edition of Community of Culture, The Black Perspective. I'm Brandon Sams, and with me I have Imani McGarrell and Sierra Holmes. What's up? Hello. <laughs> yes, this is our last our last edition for the year. Um, this is the last one. Oh, I mean, come. I knew that, but I <laughs> yeah. didn't realize. To the end of the road, you know. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, to start it off this week, we talked about African-American vernacular English, also known as AAVE, um, and code switching, which was one of the columns that Imani, Imani wrote about this week. So Imani, why don't you give us a quick breakdown of what you wrote about? Um, okay, well, basically, I talked about um, code switching and how it's become this thing in society where we have this this slang and these phrases and, you know, people perceive them as ghetto or uneducated and then it stays like that until all of a sudden bay is the word of the year and is added to the dictionary and everybody is saying bay and then that their eyebrows are on fleek and then, you know, it's kind of like when they're done with it, they're like, all right, we're done with this sort of thing and then it's like, we had those words the whole time. Like, th- y'all weren't feeling it until it was on Twitter as a hashtag sort of thing. Um, and just kind of, like, it's just super hypercritical for people to, like, you know, try and correct your English or perceive you as unintelligent because you use slang. But then at the same time, you know, I don't know if y'all have seen that Twitter account, like, brand saying bae. Like, you know, have you seen that? No? Okay. Look it up. It's, it's, <laughs> I think that's the link that I put on here. Um it just, you know, it's just like, I'm not interested in reading your thought pieces on why Bay is so last year when, like, that wasn't yours to begin with okay. sort of thing. Like, like I just feel like people are always trying to get in on the slang. Like, if you have to look it up using Urban Dictionary, okay. it's not for you. I love that part. Like, I love I, that. It's, this, like, this happens all the time. Like, mm-hmm. They finally get introduced to something, and then it's like, oh, look at it. this is a man. They always overuse it, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're done with this. It's time to rehash everybody, and it's like, girl, you can't come to a party and late. First mm-hmm. of all, it start at seven. You come in at ten, <laughs> and then at eleven, say, okay, everyone, get out, and then it's like, girl, this isn't yeah. your home though. And then complain because people are already moving on. <laughs> okay. Like what? Or they you gonna were not stay invited. Like, this does not end until 3, girl. You just came <laughs> okay. at 9. You can leave, but we're going to stay because we've Seriously. been here. I love how you um, you said code switching is woven into the fabric of survival. They have been stitching um, for the centuries. And I kind of took it, like, um, a different route. Like, I kind of understood your article a different route because, like, you were you're going back to, like, you know, back to slavery like we had our own language and Mm -hmm. you know people couldn't understand as it was like code right for us to um you know understand like what we meant without having our um master or have you Mm -hmm. understand what we're saying so i kind of i like really like that you put that in there like this isn't we're not trying to switch it up for for the show like this is what we have and mm-hmm. then you just take it and you run with it mm-hmm. you know so it's like <laughs> what do you want like yeah. you can't you can't you can't have this you can't yeah. have our lingo you know <laughs> and the thing with african-american vernacular english aave is that it's not as simplistic as a lot of people would make it out to be when mm-hmm. you actually look at ling- linguists who's actually studied the dialect yeah it's it is a legitimate dialect exactly. and it does have a form it's not just some Stuff that people are saying mm-hmm. crazily, and it's just like, um, what's all this stuff? No, there's a method to it. And mm-hmm. it as Sierra was talking about with slavery, it came from came. It originated with pigeon English, mm-hmm. and so much exactly as such. 
<clears throat> with the slaves, you know, having to learn English and just, you know, s- simplifying it for themselves. And mm-hmm. there's a rhyme and reason for it. It's not just black people saying crazy stuff. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I, not that I understand, but I understand, like, that's the root of why per- people perceive it as, like, a lack of intelligence. But, like, I just, I just, people who think that, I'm like, I can, because the thing with code switching is that, like, for all of us, it's very easy to switch back and forth, mm-hmm. and that's part of survival is switching back and forth. Like, the way I talk with y'all is not the way I talk with, like, my other friends, you know? And, like, that's just what it is, and, like, that's not, like, anyone, it's against any one person, but, like, that's just how it is, and, like, I don't know, like, I know people who have this perception, like, well, like, why do, why do y'all do that? Or, like, I'll have friends who, like, like affected accent and they'll be like oh girl blah 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 and i'm like what are you what happened to you just now <laughs> i know like, those friends yeah and I'm like part, part of what my thing is you? like because i used to be so quiet about that stuff but lately not lately but like in the past year i've just been like what was that like rewind really quick what was <laughs> yeah. what are you doing there are you sick are you okay like you know sort of thing just because like i'm sure for other people i, I mean i'm sure there are people who for them it's very harmless but for me it's like I don't like that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to like imitate my voice, and like, that's not that's not fun for me. Yeah. Especially because, like, like I said in here, like, I as like a child of the suburbs, like, have always spoken like a very specific sort of way, and like, you know, the white folks in the suburbs, like, oh, you speak so proper. You're, you know, you're this for a black girl, you're that for a black girl, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But also with like the black kids, which. Again, I understand we're all just trying to make it, but it was a lot of like, you're an Oreo because you don't like you like you talk white, which like, I understand that too, like you know, but like it's just a very complex issue. This code switching thing. So yeah, I'm glad I, that we got to yeah, talk about it. Yeah, me too. I because everyone codes. It's no different than like a person whose native language is Spanish, and then yeah. when they get within you know a, a group of people who also speak Spanish fluently, and mm-hmm. then they code switch you know to speaking spanish yeah <clears throat> and then when they're around the english speaking friends and they talk english obviously because that's just that's y'all have that kind of connection and it's easier to understand there's some phrases that you know can only be said mm-hmm. amongst you know ourselves. exactly because <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll flip out yeah yeah if anyone says the n-word you know that's just not because like that's why we have to stop saying it you know because that's i just don't appreciate that you know yeah. like how mm-hmm. They're trying to ban that word because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's not – people use it in so many different um, ways, and it's like there's only one one way that yeah. that was used. So let's stop doing that, you know? Yeah, I, yeah that's, a, <laughs> that's an interesting conversation <laughs> about the N-word. Um, I, I, I think that there's – you know, you can tell people – there's a conversation we had about, you know, black people not to use the word, blah, blah, blah. Same time – it's an in crowd thing. Mm-hmm. Every community, every oppressed community, for for one, has those certain words that once used against them, yeah. that they appropriate it, reappropriate it for themselves, and that it's kind of okay within that group to use that language. I always use the analogy like you, like I can talk about my sister. That's fine. That's cute for me. Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna come to my face and call my sister the b word because mm-hmm. then we're gonna have a problem. Yeah, I can do that because that's my sister. Yeah, which I guess I. People are still like, well, if y'all can say it, why can't you? Why can't why can't we? Like, because mm-hmm. you're not, you can't. Like, exactly. that's the rule. That's and the then one in a way, rule. I like, can if understand. You want to do from it every and side. Watch and what if happens. You, I mean, if you really want to, if you feel that strongly, then yes. I guess. But I don't. Don't be surprised. Yeah, if something and happens. like, 
I don't know. I guess part of that, too, is who you surround yourself with. Because, like, like I said in, like, my lead, like, dated this guy. And, like, every time I would, like, hang out with him. And it's not like I was, like, away at college. It was, like, I would go home and then hang out with him later. And he'd be, like, oh, you've been around your family, huh? I'm, like, yeah, that's where I live. But, like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. like yep, <laughs> in my home. Mm-hmm. But he'd always be, like, oh, I can always tell. I was, like, what does that mean? You just know? disrespectful. But, like, yeah, so. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize just and like, it's so easy to slip into that like it's just it's it's just it it's, it's just what it is like that's my family like i say i pick up sayings from like my old black grandma and like i say i'm my right friends and they're like what is that I'm like mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah okay, and that, let me explain like it y'all to know you. if i say like turn up the tv or something like that yeah that means cut up the volume right yeah so i was like around like a friend of mine who's not black and i was like oh girl turn it up she's like <laughs> I was like, turn it up. Like, she was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, cut up the volume. What do you mean? English. Like, what? Like, turn now they're up. trying to take it to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh, everything that a black, everything that comes out of a black like, person's mouth is ignorance. You know what? Turn up. Yeah. Turn it up. Yeah. If we're if it the subject, like, do we really it. have to go back to <laughs> English? <laughs> it the TV. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I oh, wanted wow. to include. Um, uh, really quick because we're wrapping up here. I wanted to include this um, like article that I found on this website that I love, Very Smart Brothers, but I couldn't find it. But basically, they also talked about code switching and they were just like, the point that I think the author was making is like, everyone wants to be in the cool crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not saying like black people are cooler than anyone else, but like, you know, like, <laughs> well, well, we I make mean, things cool. Okay, but you know that's part of the perception of the culture, you know, and like yeah. we say these things, and then it's like it, other people want it, but it's like if you, like I said, if you have to look it up, if you can't just ask someone who you know what it means, then um, it's not for you. So, so that was a cute little discussion, folks. So moving it. right along, I wrote a very. Interesting topic this week. Interesting (laughs) article this week (laughs) about um, interracial relationships and um, how, while great, I've been in many myself. um, While great for some folks, maybe not so great for others. There's a lot of unpacking that has to be done Mm -hmm. with it. Um, Basically, the gist of my column this week was for a lot of people, there's there's um, this kind of background be- behind the so-called preference they have for, you know, whatever it is that that might be. A lot of times they mask it as a preference when in actuality it's in some kind of exclusion, as I <clears throat> talked about in the column. Um, preferring, like, if I prefer a strawberry to banana, I like both, but given all things being equal, I'd rather the strawberry than the banana. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it's just like, oh, I don't like this, as if, like, oh, I don't like black girls, as if all of them look alike, think alike, act alike, behave alike. Mm-hmm. This, like, this is how they all are in this little monolithic, you know, body that I've seen, you know, stereotypes that I have, and therefore that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then not only that, but I also tackled, um, you know, self-hate and, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> little topic. Stuff. All the light stuff, self-hate, inferiority complexes that a lot of people have, specifically, at least in my personal experience with online communities and stuff like black men, a lot of times having this kind of, you know, 
been brain brainwashed if you will by your centric standards of beauty so uh just you know wanting something non-black mm-hmm. and largely white so that's just like the gist of my column of course we're gonna get into more detail with this discussion mm-hmm. so what do y'all think ladies well i first of all love this i think you got very um informative which sounds very stiff but i think that it, it, it brought a lot of good information to people that maybe they hadn't thought about um i'm glad that this is kind of the route that you took with this because i know that we've talked about this before we talked about it last year yeah and we kind of i took a different perspective so i'm glad that you know you were kind of presenting in a different way especially as someone who's been in in, in interracial relationships like i I appreciate your perspective on that um because i have to and i think that's definitely something to do with it um i also liked the part where you kind of talked about unpacking like the european like standards of beauty um that we all kind of aspire to or have been conditioned to aspire to i should say um so i really liked that and i also liked sorry i have a lot of things i really liked this (laughs) one Um, um the point that you made about um black men not liking black women because you know this is something that we've talked about before especially this year but it's like all of us have to be representative of our whole race, any mm-hmm. one of us. And, you know, that's not, being an individual is not a luxury we are often afforded. So I like that you mentioned that. So, yeah. <laughs> I love this um, article, Brandon. You keep coming with the bangers. And I'm just like, dude, like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, I myself, I'm in an interrac- interracial um, relationship. I don't know if you would consider mm-hmm. black um, like intercultural. Yeah, intercultural, whatever. Yeah. Um, but what I did like about this, you, I like to put, I like to quote you specifically because people want to know, like, what exactly, you know, we talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, aside from the generalizing claims, it essentially asserts there's something about black people, including themselves, which they find inferior or unappealing. Now, he tried to explain more. He tried to break down barriers with this one and and create some type of conversation within yourself. Like, what is causing you to not want to love what you came from? Mm Because your mother's black, you know, your your grandmother. So what's making you not want to love a black woman? Mm -hmm. Now, actions and how black women act, some things may be similar, but it's the same with white women as well. It's the same with um, Asians. And, you know, I don't want anyone to think that this is about, like, saying, oh, interracial relationships, you know, we don't, we're not for that. We're against it. That's not what we're saying. You know, we just want you to learn to love yourself and learn to love interracial love, learn to love the multiculturalism. But before you do, learn to love yourself mm-hmm. because you come from black people. Like, how can you, you know, turn against your people? Mm-hmm. And that's in in relationships, it's really important to love yourself. Simple as that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's preaching today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Everything Sierra said. And it's just like with this column, like again, as I, I stated in the column, like all for interracial relationships, blah, 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 all that, all that jazz. But the, the target demographic of the people who I was targeting, I guess you could say, were those people who are in interracial relationships for, you know, horrible reasons where it's, they really, like, oh, I don't like 
you know, like black men, oh, I don't like black women. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned in the column, it's one thing to have a preference or it's just a coincidence, like, oh, okay, good for you, yay. But it's another thing too, like I see this a lot of time, a lot of time, especially online, where it's like, oh, I like white women because black women this, black women this, black women that. And then it's just like, well, if if you like something, if you prefer something, that's fine. Congratulations, good for you. But why do you feel the need to degrade exactly. these other people in order to uplift someone else? That's like I said in the column that 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 um, that exhibits that you that you clearly have some kind of pathology that you're probably not um, you're probably not mm-hmm. yeah you're not okay with yourself and you're not deconstructing like hey let me try to see why I have all this aid all this built up animosity towards these women who are you know my mom my sister whomever mm-hmm. but also why am I a minority in a society run by you know this specific race white people and i'm looking for the same ideal you know because when you look through slavery times you know black men were often degraded and just made to feel like less of a man so and while white women were like the forbidden fruit if you would Mm -hmm. you know even in jim crow era united states you know they couldn't reach that that's kind of like the pinnacle of american success if you will as i talked about in the column Mm -hmm. the american dream so now where you you have the opportunity to get that now it's like omg (laughs) omg i can't believe i just said that oh yeah now's my chance now we can do the we quote unquote can do this yeah and they go for it and then it's just like well let's deconstruct that why do you why is that the pinnacle for you why is that it's just an interesting conversation, I yeah. think. And I like that you brought up the point about because um, people who who are bringing down and degrading black womanhood um, in order to kind of hold up white womanhood, like it's more than like it's it's more than you just having an opinion. It's it's you, and it extends to like this bigger perception of like black womanhood is like you said like undesirable unfeminine and unattractive like Mm -hmm. like I just and I also liked that you talked about fetishism because that's a huge thing that's a real thing and sometimes it's not even overt it's like people don't even realize that they have these perceptions like Mm -hmm. I had this friend who was Asian American and she was dating this white guy and I was like why but like also she was like (laughs) I mean because he was he was not a nice person not because he was white but he would always, like, they would get in fights and she would stand up for herself and he'd always be like, I expected you to be more docile and, like, mm-hmm. stuff. Wow. And I was just like, break and up with him. He's not for what <laughs> you are. Yeah. He's what, he, he's, he sees you for what he thinks you're supposed exactly. to be. Exactly. Not for what you That's are. Like, like, you just made a strong point. Like, my uncle is actually, um, you know, he tells the family, I don't want to date. Um, black women mm-hmm. and we like what Kenneth I'm sorry but it has been not like this mm-hmm. but seriously like I mean it just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. like you expect these Asian women because he goes across seas mm-hmm. and takes these Asian women to marry them yeah. and expects oh. and expect them to not um, you know speak up and one he's having a, <laughs> a mighty little battle with uh, the recent one mm-hmm. you know and she's not about to take oh. anything the recent one the mm-hmm. recent one yes oh. yeah wow. but you know that's a, that's a little bit much for me but it's okay like I mean we're just we're being honest here we're keeping it real yeah. and it's really a problem like we need to learn to first figure out ourselves like when people really say like 
you got to love you before anything. Like, you really have to just sit there and, like, figure who you, like, figure out why. Like, what's wrong with black people? Mm-hmm. Why, like, what, you know? Like, I know yeah. you probably want pretty babies, but you can still have pretty babies mm-hmm. because it's a lot of white people that want curly hair, you know? Mm-hmm. And we have that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that anyone is better, but, you know, we're just looking at the problem here, you know? So, yeah. You know. I'm like, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I I have two brothers and the older one um kind of my whole life has been like i don't date black women they're too much trouble they have too much attitude and i'm like what are you saying about me well and like all women do have you met a woman lately okay. hello oh, hello yeah has like everyone has an exactly. attitude like what are you talking about and i was just like so what are you saying about me and mom and our sister and our aunt and our grandma like you know like i because i he he is very much one of those people who has a lot of internalized things going on and i'm like let's stop for a second and see what's going on with with you (laughs) because um you know he's got some issues of his own i'm just like come on now you really yeah. mean to tell me you not liking black women is all about our attitude? Okay. Like, really? Yeah. It always comes from these people that clearly have some kind of issues, yes. some personal, internal issues that they haven't sorted out yet. So mm-hmm. basically you can spot them from our own. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, really? Oh, you think? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I just I want them to speak that. up. Like, what, what's really going yeah. on? Like, I want to figure out why they're like that. Like, I can understand preferences. Mm-hmm. Like, I have preferences. You yeah. know, no one's going to be perfect. But why just... Mm-mm. That's like me yeah. saying, I don't date black men because they're dogs, you know, the, mm-hmm. or because, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not about as a whole, like you're pretty much, you're, you're, you're making your past um, relationships rule every relationship that yeah. you want in your future, you know, and um, <laughs> I kind of, when you were in this article, I'm sorry, um, I kind of thought of Tay Diggs and Terrence Howard because mm-hmm. they're with, like, the you would expect them to be with these black women because they play these uh, strong black men in these movies and these shows, and then they're, you see them, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I want a black woman, and da-da-da, and they're married to, like, these different, I don't, I think Tay Diggs is married to a white woman or divorced yeah, from He was married now. to Adina Menzel, but they yeah, she white? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Girl from Let It Go, Frozen. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then she came up. Yeah, okay, and she then Terrence up. Howard, he's with the Asian. I think. Yeah, this is his third wife. And it's, oh. Are you surprised <laughs> by Terrence so Howard though? Come no, because on. on Empire last night he plays night, the same person in every movie. <laughs> Empire last night, it's so funny. Yeah, he said, yes. uh, "I couldn't trust you because you brought a white woman in my house." But you yes. is a, I can't like. Yes. I said this is just a oh, mess. the irony. <laughs> um, I wonder how he felt with that script. You know, uh, right? He was like, "I might be pranked." <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, have some say money? Were you about to say something? I don't think so. All right. Well, that's a discussion. We could have that all. The, we could have a whole podcast right. just oh, on that. Sorry, oh, I have one thing. I was just going to say, because a lot of people, too, I've seen, like, I frequent Tumblr, which is a problem in itself. But, you know, there are a lot of people on there who are like, it's not, like, racist for me to say that I just don't like Latino women. And I'm like... It's not racist, but it's not great right. because you don't know all Latina women. Exactly. You probably know exactly. like two. Okay. I'm like, like, stop basing these. <laughs> all women aren't yeah. great. All people aren't. Are, most exactly. people aren't great. Like, you can't so say an entire race of people is unattractive to you because you met one rotten apple. Like, yeah. sort of. I don't, don't want to call anyone a rotten apple. Negative but. stereotypes. But. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you can't do that. What if we, because, you know, the minute we're talking about, oh, 
sorry cameron but like that white guys aren't that great uh, all, every white guy has an opinion not <laughs> yeah, all men totally. yes all men just like why do white people this how dare you say this mm-hmm. but then they'd be uh five seconds later or five seconds before black people you know if only black people are gonna say okay so it's okay for you to generalize and say everyone is we fine do it, with then generalizing say, oh, gee, how could you dare until it applies to them exactly so well anyway rolling right discussion. along y'all should tweet us about this um Please, we can have that I conversation all day, mm. every day. Like, all my friends, mm. they like, Sierra, like, my friend Vundre, yeah. I want to give him a shout-out because, like, he's not, he doesn't even go to Texas State. Yeah. He's been, like, you know, giving his feedback on it. And I'm oh, like, come good. on. Yes, yes. Vundre, give me some feedback. Leave us comments on our SoundCloud, please. Yes. <laughs> well, moving right along Let's to go. Missing Imani for yeah. a second time. She, this she wrote about out. gentrification being a consistent problem for the black community. So give us a quick. <laughs> Lord, what was that? Give us a quick rundown of what you wrote about this week. Okay, so basically, um, uh, really quick backstory on this. I kind of, I didn't think of the topic of gentrification, but it came up because recently at my internship, they were eating some pizza was like in the office for free. And um, one of the women I work with is an older black woman. And she was like, oh, where's the pizza from? And it was like some place in Eastside Austin that had just opened. And she was like, I'm not eating pizza from those gentrifiers. And I fell out. And it was so funny. And I was just like, oh, no. And she's like telling me the whole story. But that's kind of a backup. Um, basically, I just talked about Um, kind of what gentrification is and the problems it presents because for a lot of people you know um, in reading about this it's sort of that's been written about lately in other news media um, a lot of people have sort of adopted this mentality that it's not a bad thing um, like it's good and it's inevitable and there's nothing you can do and it's like progress shouldn't come at the detriment of whole neighborhoods and communities of people so that's kind of the stance I took um with that whole thing I talked about Austin a little bit because you know that's close to us um that's really that's really yeah I really enjoyed this I like how you included the uh statistic about Austin how it's the only significant according to a Texas Tribune article, it's the only significantly fast-growing city in America that also has a decreasing African-American population. Mm -hmm. And you cited the statistics um, comparing 2000 to 2010, where you saw that the population grew by over 20%, but the black population actually decreased by over 5%. So it's like this this interesting thing happened, you know, just very close to us. And gentrification, as you said in the column, the first paragraph, it's been going on for years, you know, it goes back kind of to like when black people were, the whole white flight thing Mm -hmm. where, you know, black people move into middle class neighborhoods and then white people were leaving Mm -hmm. and then, you know, after they left, then the property taxes went down and then the businesses kind of fell apart and then, you know, they became quote unquote ghettos and these uh, impoverished areas and now you're seeing them moving back Mm -hmm. just to basically uproot the, you know, a lot of people try to compare gentrification with white flight whereas white flight was a voluntary movement. It was like, oh, here comes these black people. Let's up and leave, folks. There goes the neighborhood. But gentrification is (laughs) like you're forcing people because you're bringing up the property taxes. Exactly. They can't afford to live there anymore. So it's not, you know, OMG, here comes all these rich white people. Let's run away, folks. Oh, we can't afford our home anymore. It's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. And then um, also... Uh, he talked about how along with gentrification it's like all of a sudden it's like 
where this used to be a ghetto where there are black and minority people, all of a sudden it's rustic and charming, yeah, you exactly. know. Exactly. With the adjectives change. Yes. You like, know. It, you know, first and it's the, oh, sorry. No, no, no. You know, for, it's just like, first it's like the fun coffee shops that no one asked for. <laughs> right. And then it's like, you know, people, other people start moving in and, you know, locally owned businesses are pushed out by bigger corporations and chains and it's like, I I I am all for the progress of America, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that shoving people out of their neighborhoods and homes and communities um, where they have roots and memories is cool for any reason. Exactly. And that's not really even progress because then those impoverished people have to move somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's well, just it's displacement. for the people who have money. Yeah. yeah. Well, you it's know. not even so much progression for them because they have money. They're just deciding to spend that money in a rundown area. But then these people are going to have to move. They're going to have to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. But this even is if what they don't like the it. world. This is how America was brought up, like pushing mm-hmm. people out of their place mm-hmm. to get what they want. So. Yeah. Is they just put a term on top of it. This stuff has been going on for centuries. Yeah. And um, I was reading an article, I think it was on economist.com, don't quote me. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, they had like a list of like all these different um, places around the world. Like um, they had Boston, Seattle, New York, San Francisco, DC, Atlanta, and Chicago. And it's just sad because like a lot of the African American communities mm-hmm. that were built on, you know, strong beliefs and culture are being forced to move and like relocate it's a lot of uh poor people now and mm-hmm. it's it's just really sad like you know that they have to um a place where they were once able to have you know black owned businesses and you know thrive once that was able to happen and you know now they have to move out and it's really sad like yeah. i'm just like oh, this makes me yeah. so upset because like the thing with austin too is like a lot of black people are leaving. Like we talked about, a lot of black people leaving Austin. And I was reading, I didn't get a chance to include this in there, but I was reading something else. Um, I think it may have been for this Texas Tribune article or something else, but, um, you know, this woman was talking about how, like, you know, Austin is one of the few places I can think of as far as cities, um, big cities in Texas that doesn't have an urban scene. Dallas does, Houston does, Austin doesn't. And it's not even that there aren't black people. It's like, you know, club promoters and hip hop, you know, vet, like artists and stuff, they can't even get places to perform because no one wants to let them, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, how are we supposed to stay here and make roots here and flourish when we can't? Like, they won't let us. And also, the thing with Austin, too, specifically, is like, it, it, I, um, I tweeted about this. Uh, if you guys should follow me on Twitter, you'll see it. <laughs> um, because, with Austin, there specifically was Negro, they made a Negro district and it wasn't, you know, because it was like desegregation happened and then, um, but in order to kind of keep everyone segregated by a different law, you know, how people are tricky yeah. like that, they made Negro districts so that black people who wanted access to good public schools for their children and resources had to move in this one specific area of Austin that was East Austin. So that's where black people have been and, um, I didn't mention that um, <laughs> on deadline, but you know that's kind of where that started, and like it's just sad that like these people are getting pushed out and they're leaving, and I just yeah. I'm worried because <laughs> I'm probably gonna live in Austin yeah. soon. Yeah. I'm just like I want I need some melanin around yeah. me. Like I think <laughs> in this article, shop. yes, exactly. <laughs> where are the it's hair so shops? Yeah. I don't want to go to Actually, someone's apartment. Okay. I need a salon. My friend Mahogany is at uh, JCPenney's yeah. and she blew my, I'm natural and she yeah. blew my hair out like yeah. a blim, uh, 
Dominican blowout. Yeah. Nothing but a blow dryer. Yeah. I mean, a, yeah, a yeah. blow dryer. And I just hooked it up. I and she's natural. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's a, yeah. Go to girl. Small detour. <laughs> small detour. Right? <laughs> um, but, uh, what were we talking about? You Austin. Talking about you moving there. And yes, just because, like, you know, I think in this article she said, if I see 10, peop- 10 black people on the street, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of us out today. That's horrifying. <laughs> That's, That's terrible. That's terrible. Like, we need yeah. to like, start. Yeah, like, I don't want that. We need to start, like, building a family. Yeah. And having, you know, bringing your friends. Like, it's about, like, uniting and being together. Because mm-hmm. pretty much gentrification is just, like, a constant geographic, uh, ge- geographical shuffling yeah. of the low income to the high income mm-hmm. people. And yeah. it's just not, I don't, it's not well, I can't say it's not. I mean, it's not fair. <laughs> I'm, like, repeating myself. It's not fair, but at the same time, you got to think about these people with money. Like, I try to get, have both perspectives. It's not fair for them to come and move people out of their home and, like, where they can thrive just so you, you know, you could have went somewhere else and started exactly. your own house mm-hmm. because you have all that money, yeah. you yes. know? But it's just, like, it's not going to stop. Yep. Yeah. So what are we going to do about it, you know? Like, like I, I we need to bring... Mm-hmm bring our people out here (laughs) capitalist machine also really (laughs) quick i said i was trying to think of an analogy so that people could understand and i was thinking of the whole america is a melting pot yeah yeah mixing thing um which i i didn't make up like i know that y'all have heard that mixed thing before but in this case it's really true like at one point is this gonna stop like if we keep running everything together then mm-hmm. we're not gonna have any flavor left exactly it's just gonna be nasty <laughs> <That's> gonna be <laughs> nasty just i love that soup. little salad thing you know dirty dishwater so <laughs> i don't want that she made this yeah. analogy of like a salad you know how you know you have your different flavors but what pre- what gentrification is pretty much doing is blending it together mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like you're juicing your salad. Yes. Like, no one wants Nothing's a juiced salad. Like, all that's disgusting. Moving all the nutrients. Right. Yes. And turn it in, into waste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got to do better, people. Well, we got you. Exactly. That's, is that it, ladies? No. Yes. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. It was it's really been good. A very good Be around week. next year. Please. We tackled some hard-hitting topics and just had great discussions here on Community of Culture, the Black Perspective, and, you know, just... <laughs> You know, the comments online have always been great. And the tweets. <laughs> Love, Love the you tweets. all. I Thank saw my name so on Yik Yak. Someone's like, I'm not a fan of Brandon Sanders. Are you serious? I, like, oh, I love that. Hey. <laughs> yes. Wow. But thank you, uh, anonymous person. Um, but yeah, this has been a great Black History Month. Awesome we year. I mean, hit so many sorry. great topics. <laughs> no, we w- I want to expand this. That's, that would be great, right? That Let's just do great. a weekly podcast. <laughs> weekly podcast, <laughs> like how we feel, right? Yeah. Would y'all love that? That would be, be so amazing. fun. But thank y'all so much. Yes. Thanks so, for listening. Follow us. And reading. Yes, I'd, uh, it's been a great ride, folks. It's yeah. been a great Black History Month. We'll see you next year, I guess. Yeah. Have fun. Goodbye.